0: This is the Doctor, President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman
1: with a box. Anyone for Jelly, baby? I'm a Doctor. I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castabras. Hey who fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. And my name's Adam. And this is episode 43. Rattling through these now. We yeah. are. We'll be at 50 before you know it. <laughs> yes. Well, precisely seven weeks, I guess. That's it. <laughs> How you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you, buddy?
0: Yeah. Very good, yes. Very good.
1: Have you? Uh, are you still buzzing from the weekend? I am
0: a bit, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, Me it too. feels like it was yesterday. I know it's it's already uh, nearly a week ago, but yeah, it was great. Um, the spectacular, spectacular. It
1: was awesome. Yeah, it's good to meet oh, all of you. Yeah, we had um, we hung out pretty much the whole whole evening.
0: We look like twins in our matching T-shirts. <laughs> uh, we did, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, um, yeah. Those of you that saw us, or you probably saw the pictures that Adam you stuck them on. Um, everywhere them. you put them everywhere yeah um I think I told you at the time but I'm I, I was a nasty culprit for that one
0: yeah I had a feeling I had a feeling it's gonna happen because I knew you'd got the same TARDIS t-shirt and I and I thought it'd be really funny if you turned up wearing the same one <laughs> but I didn't expect you to do it on purpose because uh, you saw me just before we met up didn't you and you went back and changed is that right
1: uh yeah because we were yeah. yeah so we got to uh Wembley and we were just having dinner and I saw you walk past with the t-shirt on, and I thought, I wasn't going to wear it, but I think I might now, just for the crack.
0: Yeah, no, I'm glad you did.
1: Yeah, and it turned out okay.
0: I think some people were a bit disappointed, because I put a picture up before I left, of me wearing every bit of sort of cosplay uh, merch that I've got. So I had like the seventh jump, seventh Dr. Jumper, Oh yeah. Uh, I had yeah. Tom's scarf, um, I had Tenant's tie, I had just everything I could find, uh, the umbrella, everything I had on, and... Um, Uh, Just as a sort of joke saying, oh, trying to decide what to wear. And I did at one point think, oh, I had the fifth Doctor Jumper as well. And I did at one point think about wearing some of it. (laughs) I wasn't going to wear all of it, obviously. Um, But I'm kind of glad I didn't because I was really expected to see loads of cosplayers. And there was hardly any in the evening one. That's, At all, yeah. I was really disappointed. I was like, where's all the people dressed up? So I was kind of glad that I didn't dress up um, in all the regalia like I was going to. A, because it would have been sweltering, because it was a really nice evening. Uh, but B, because, yeah, there weren't many, were there? There's a few.
1: It was disappointing. Mm. Yeah, I thought there'd be loads, because I remember from... Because the concert itself, uh, we're not going to give it too many... Actually, no, you would have seen it if it's gone out already. I think it's in Newcastle. We were recording this on Thursday. The twenty eighth, I think it's in Newcastle today.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
1: and then it goes to somewhere else, maybe Cardiff tomorrow, something yeah, like that. Big so big you, one, yeah. you probably would have, if you've gone, you've probably seen it anyway. But um, the the setup for it and the it is very similar to the BBC Proms.
0: Yes, very
1: very similar. Yeah, um, but when I went to the Proms, I think it was last year or the year before, there was hundreds of cosplayers everywhere.
0: I, I was expecting it. I was a little bit disappointed. I was like, I know you saw a guy in the Sanctuary um, Bay 6 space, space, orange space suit. Yeah, that you was saw, awesome. And I, did, I didn't see him, but I saw a photo of him on Twitter on the way back. So I, I have actually seen him now. Oh, you uh, saw But it. yeah, he looked yeah. awesome from, from the picture. But you actually saw him, didn't you?
1: Yes, I gave him the big thumbs up as I walked past him because his, <laughs> his suit is awesome. It's yeah. screen accurate. It's really good.
0: I think there might have been a few in the afternoon. I think um, a couple of our listeners said that there was quite a few people dressed up. Um, so maybe uh, the afternoon crowd were a bit more uh, up front. Yeah,
1: it. yeah. But um, what a show, eh? What Wasn't a great, it great show, yeah. And um, it was very... One thing that surprised me was it was very focused on Series 8 and a lot of the it Capaldi was. stuff.
0: Yeah, I was a little bit surprised by that. I mean, I was quite pleased because I've been lucky enough to go to two of the proms. Um, so it was quite nice... I was expecting to see a lot of what I'd already seen. So for me, it was quite nice to see, you know, some new stuff um, from, from series eight. Uh, But I was surprised because for people that, because the proms are quite limited tickets. So I was expecting it to be a bit more varied, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, I was quite surprised. It was very heavily influenced from
1: series eight, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's not. Not at all. It's not, um, it's not the, the most epic of, music since 2005, Um, it's got a slightly different feel to it, hasn't it, a slightly different direction, Yeah. the Capaldi stuff, but the opening piece of music, which I hadn't heard in its entirety before, was just awesome, and I still can't remember the name, is it called a good man no um uh,
0: yeah is it am i good or good man yeah because i mean everyone calls it a Twelve doctor theme don't they but yeah it has actually got a different yeah it's called a good man i think yeah but it sounded amazing the bass was just oh, brilliant sounds so good live
1: yes the sound the setup at wembley arena was incredible it was really mm. loud but sometimes when you go to these arenas these indoor arenas and the bass can be a bit muffly sometimes and a bit boomy and it can all sound a bit but this was awesome, though. I was, to so be good. honest
0: with you, I was surprised how good the sound was because I've been to a few shows at Wembley. Admittedly, I haven't been to one there for a while, um, but yeah, the sound was—it it was just spot on. I think apart from one minor bit where um, Peter Davison's mic was crackling, apart from that minor bit, it was just amazing the sound quality, and it, it really sounded just brilliant. I mean, it was
1: great. It was awesome. Yeah, and really good show. Uh, Peter Davison was on fire. He was
0: really good. Yes, he was. Yeah. Cracking good loads in jokes of... about Colin Baker. <laughs> yeah.
1: He was. Um, I just found him hilarious. You know, I just thought the whole. Um, the, like pretty much every time he came out to do his little bit between each piece of music. He was just cracking me up.
0: He's a cool cat, isn't he? I, I think he was. A, yeah, he was really good at being the compare, but lots of nice little sort of humor between him and Ben Foster as well, wasn't there?
1: Yes. That which is which is quite cool because Ben Foster, he's um, you know, he's very busy chap at these things. You know, yeah. he's got to drive the whole thing. So, yeah, it was very cool.
0: Did you like me? Did you find because there was obviously lots of stuff. There was one massive screen in the middle, two big screens at the side, and then obviously lots of aliens kept coming out in between. You know, um, in the songs and stuff. But did you do what I did? I was so busy looking at the screen sometimes. Every now and again, my partner would nudge me and point to something, and they'd be like, you know. Um, like the teller walking across the floor yeah, towards yeah. the audience, and I was thinking, "Oh, I didn't even see that." I was so busy looking at the screen. It was like you had to sort of keep your wits about you a bit, didn't you, to sort of you know see it all?
1: Yes, I had that. Uh, well, pretty much every time something came out on the stage or whatever. Same. Because you were
0: you were on the floor bit, weren't you? So did you, did you actually? Because the the foretold came right out and was like touching someone's face in the audience, thinking, "Let me because it really looked creepy that thing. Yes, the mummy. And was I was thinking cool. you were on the floor, weren't you? So did you have anything sort of come really close to you? Because I was kind of in the eye was a bit.
1: Yep. I had a couple of times I had, um, yeah. there was, uh, a Dalek came up, um, a couple of times. Um, the foretold, yeah, he came up right close to us and yeah, he, he put his hand really close to this, uh, this kid's face Yeah, and that was a big mistake because, <laughs> um, this, this kid just burst into tears. Oh No, really? Yeah, this kid was crying oh. for like 10 minutes solid afterwards, like oh no, wailing his head off. Like his oh. mum had to, it was quite, it was quite sad. But, um, I think they, you, know, you can't please everyone, <laughs> let's be honest. You know, a mummy walking around, it's not gonna, that, uh, anyway. Um, that kid's gonna be scarred for life, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I shouldn't laugh. It is, it, we were, we did feel quite bad for him, but, um, yeah, then we had, um, um, uh, Cybermen they came down a few times um, the Jadun as well oh they're cool and one of them stood right next to me it was like got right up in my face I was like yeah yeah and start mate did you give yeah. him the finger give him the finger <laughs> um, no I didn't want no. to be evicted no true from the building but um, it was a great night it was very very good and the moth was there they put a big spotlight on the moth didn't they he was in the yeah. audience yeah sitting next to Murray Gold yeah it was all good um, yeah, Peter Davidson kind of put him on the spot. He did. <laughs> he yeah. kind of uh, he kind of fired this huge question, and I think people thought he was asking it kind of metaphorically at first. Um, and then he actually directed straight, at the, and the, like you said, the spotlight went on, and he was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, he, he was did. just shaking really- his head, wasn't he? He was like, I "Can't mm-hmm. believe you're doing this."
0: Yeah, he he did look really sort of like oh god, you know, but secretly <laughs> loving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He did get a big cheer. Actually, I'll tell you what. Talking to cheers, um, obviously they show a lot of clips, and there's a there was a nice piece uh, of the companion music, like a montage of all the companions, wasn't there? Love that. And yep. um, yeah, it's great. But didn't Donna get a massive cheer? She got the biggest cheer out of all of them. She did. Donna Noble, yeah. Yeah,
1: that happened at the the proms as well. She Do got you, the biggest cheer.
0: Think- I don't think um, Catherine Tate knows how much she's loved by the fans. No, you know, no. you know. I'd just love her to be in the audience and just hear that that reaction, because you know, just so she knows how much she's loved. Because I mean, I know not everyone's going to love the character of Donna, but I do. I think she was brilliant, and I, I was one of those people that was a bit miffed when she was cast, and I, I'm i so glad that I was proven wrong. So, and I think she might, you know, she obviously knew about the reaction when she was cast as well. So, I just hope she sort of. I don't know. I hope she goes to one of the shows and gets to hear that reaction. Do you know what I mean?
1: She's, um, she's one of these, co- yeah, I've, I know exactly what you mean. I think a lot of people were, well, at the time from what I gather anyway, a lot of people are like mm, Donna, Um, sorry, Catherine Tate really. Um, but she's really, she's, I think she's a great companion.
0: She is. I absolutely love the character yeah. of Donna Tate. And I was, I love the montage at the end. Uh, so, I mean, I'm sorry if you haven't seen it, but then mild spoiler, but, um, This was done at the prom, so it's not really, but the bit with all the Doctors, you know, at the end, and I was a bit worried they weren't going to do it because normally when they do the Doctor montage, they do it to a different bit of music, don't they? They normally do it to the uh, Gallifrey This is Gallifrey, yeah. This is Gallifrey, and they did play that track, but they had a totally different montage, and I was thinking, that's always my favourite bit when Mm -hmm. they go through the Doctors, and um, they did it to a different bit of music, and I forget now, it was like a regeneration bit, wasn't it?
1: It was failed Um, Atcham.
0: Of course it was, yes yes and uh that was that was just brilliant i did note because i was wondering um because they played so much music from series eight i was wondering if they were going to play the new theme like you know with the the actual new theme because i thought well you know it's very but they didn't they went with the sort of what they always play like at the proms they went with that version of the theme which is sort of it's more the sort of Tenant one, I would say. Would you? It's the sort of
1: yeah. It's, it's not the
0: Smat Smith, or is it? It's got that beginning. I don't no. know. But it's definitely not the new Screechy one. They weren't playing that, were they?
1: No, it's it's actually the music that we used to use on our podcast. It's that oh, intro. Yeah. It's like Tenants, <laughs> like second version of Tenants. Yes. Yeah, with a bit more drums in it and a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. No, I it wondered, sounds yeah. great. It was it, it was a really good night, and the music. Um, the, the National Orchestra of Wales and um, yeah it was those guys they just nailed it oh, it was amazing. perfect like it was just awesome
0: do we do we get to see I don't think we did they didn't have the guy there's normally a guy that's got a very high-pitched voice like if you didn't see him <laughs> he sounds like a woman and I, I he no. used to be there but I don't don't think he was there this time was he he wasn't no, no he's a, I mean he's got an amazing voice isn't he just very very high-pitched
1: yeah it it's yeah. a great voice. Yeah, you just don't expect it to come out of a No, I a remember guy the first like
0: time he came out and I didn't even realize it was him singing. I remember <laughs> thinking, is it him? <laughs> you know, it doesn't the voice doesn't go with the the uh the, the person, but no, overall just fantastic. And I, I hope lots of our listeners are getting to see. It. I know quite a few um have gone or are going, so yeah. Yes. Fantastic.
1: It's, it was very good.
0: I hear Capaldi was there on Sunday. Yes, he was. Yeah. which is
1: Cool. Which is very good. He's a busy man, isn't he? Just a little bit. Yeah. We'll come on to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, not been up to anything else. The only thing I've... Have you been doing anything else, Who-wise? No, I haven't. No. 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 Um, I have seen this cool video that's popped up from our friends at Who Addicts.
0: Oh, right, yeah.
1: The, um, the last part of their trilogy. Yeah, the Whovians Unite.
0: Mm, I haven't had a chance to watch it. It's, about, it's over an hour long, isn't it? Oh, I need to. Yeah. I need to find an hour to watch that. Have they got a catch-up bit at the start? Because I kind of need to refresh my memory on on the first two parts of this
1: um I don't think so oh, okay I could be wrong but I don't think so because I yeah it's um it's a cracking bit of fan film excellent it's very very good so yeah James and Matt what a what a cracking short film well say short what a cracking fan film so like an hour and 16 minutes or something like that yeah,
0: yeah. and I know they, they've I mean well done guys because I know they they've put so much effort into it and it really does show actually i mean well from what i have sort of looked looked at bits of it i need to sit and watch it properly but i know from the first two that they did that these guys are they're so into it and and they really put a lot of effort in don't
1: they They do you can tell it's not one of these um because you see a lot of fan films and people are they're i think the intention is there yeah um but maybe maybe they lack the 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 ability to make the production but but this one it's just really well rounded you know the music's really good um those guys are very good in it as well um but like the supporting like graphics that they've done with it as well the stuff they put all over facebook yeah. it just looks really good so well done guys it looks awesome and evil james scares me evil ja- yeah He's good. <laughs> James is yeah. a bit
0: too good at being evil yeah no it's really cool they're
1: both good yeah so uh yeah well done Who, if you haven't we'll put a link in the show notes to it Hoovians unites yeah very very cool Um, yeah so if you haven't been up to anything let's crack on with the news okay I'm going to land it land it I'm going to do it now Hello. <laughs> First up in the news. Um, uh, uh, um just wait one second. Because <clears throat> this one's uh, this one's got me riled up, Adam. Oh. Yeah, not even joking.
0: When I saw this on your you when you put this on Facebook the other day, I hadn't had a very good day anyway. <laughs> and I came <laughs> home and I saw it and I literally thought my head was going to Explode, and actually, I was going to write this really angry rant, and I didn't. <laughs> um, and I've kind of processed it in my mind. Anyway, I'll let you. I'll let you say what it is what it is.
1: So, um, the BBC have officially announced on their behalf um, that Capaldi, Jenna Coleman, uh, Michelle Gomez, and uh, the Moth uh, will be attending this year's Comic Con, the Comic Con in San Diego. Mm. Which is great news in itself so before before we get on to the bit that I'm not happy about let's just focus on the good for a second yeah I've always said this when whenever we have rants about this this subject before it's it's a great thing that Doctor Who is is celebrated and, and recognized around the world because you know as we've said it's only a good thing because the more exposure it gets more popularity you know the less chance we have of thing you know the show ever being cancelled I guess um and the more kind of traction it gets and it just gets bigger and bigger and while that has its downsides I guess at some point down the line having Doctor Who globally and this sort of thing is very very good it's awesome in fact um so uh middle of July Comic Con kicks off any geek um any uh geek followers who follow anything from comic books to movies and all that stuff, you'll be fully aware of what the famous Comic-Con thing is in San Diego Um, and there's also been tweets and other bits and pieces like um, Doctor Who is coming back to Comic-Con and stuff like that, so that's all good no problem the issue that I've got and you've probably got and a lot of our listeners, because I put this on Facebook and Twitter a few days ago Mm. and um, yeah it got quite a strong response from quite a few people that is why why the heck don't we have this kind of turnout from the principal cast at any of the conventions here in the UK yeah now i one side of me is like oh man i hate really ranting on about this stuff and I, it's not really our bag to rant about things but you know and probably our US listeners are probably like well hang on a minute guys you know we deserve a slice of the pie as well and that is absolutely true there's no problem with that at all my my the thing that burns my bacon is that there's no, um, there seems to be no middle ground. It's like we get all of the classic who doctors, and there's nothing wrong with that either. That's all good. So Colin Baker, McCoy, uh, Paul McGann, um, Tom Baker, they live on the UK convention circuit, it feels like. You can always find those guys at a lot of the UK conventions, which is great. Yeah. But it seems to be that the current cast, who have been in it since two thousand and five, so David Tennant, Billy Piper, um, even Catherine Tate, you know, at certain points, and now um, Capaldi and Jenna Coleman, they seem to go to the US conventions and don't really go to that much here, hardly any here. And that's that's my that's my thing.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was the same, and I the thing is I, now I've processed this, right. That's just the thing is I talked about this a bit on the last podcast and this was before any of this was announced. You remember, I kind of, um, I don't know how we got onto the subject about it cause we weren't even talking about it, but do you remember last podcast? I yeah. went on a bit of a rant about this very subject that, mm-hmm. you know, it's fantastic that, you know, and this really, it really is. I'm not just saying that it's great that they are representing Dr. Who, you know, at Comic-Con. This is a massive, massive convention. It's fantastic that they're there, but our gripe, is that, you know, we want to see them at at some UK conventions as well. You know, we want to see some of that love given back to the UK fans because, you know, it it really does feel like, yeah, you know, we sort of get a bit Mm -hmm. taken for granted, really. It's like, you know, yeah, you're there, you know, but they never... I don't know, it it would just be brilliant if we had another big convention with, like, the top name stars like this in the UK because it does feel a little bit like... We're sort of a little bit left behind and, um, yeah. and also the price thing gets me. I mean, I would love to know what's, what the sort of price of getting a photo or an autograph, or whatever is with the, you know, with these people, because in the UK we always get absolutely hammered and I would be really, <laughs> I, and I genuinely, I have no idea what the price is like, um, there, It they could be the same story, but I, I always get the feeling it's not, you know mm, yeah. and i'll be very intrigued to know because yeah i mean if you look at the recent sherlock convention to if you want a picture with anyone half decent you had to shell out an absolute shed load just for one picture or autograph and i get the feeling it's the same you know when they do stuff here well it is um but i don't know what the price is for for sort of san diego con you know what i mean but i've seen mm. so many pictures on twitter recently of like David Tennant and Billy Piper having their picture with a fan in the middle and they all look like they're having an absolute blast. I mean, you must have seen this. They're all like putting funny faces and doing silly stuff. It's not just the standard sort of stood next to each other, you know, not even touching shoulders down. You know, it's like, it looks like they're having a blast and getting all these great pictures of people. And yeah, yeah, I would just love to see some of this going on in the UK. That's my only gripe. And that's why when I saw this on your Facebook, my immediate reaction was to explode. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, then I, I, I was writing it and I, I, I stopped and I thought about it and I thought, no, it, it's brilliant. You know, it's great that they're there. that Let's not take that away. It's, it's brilliant. But I would just love to see them doing something in the UK for the UK fans, basically.
1: Yeah. And it's, um you know, some people have said, well, the, the conventions aren't big enough here and stuff like that. But I'm, I have to disagree with that in a way because, yes, we have a lot of conventions here, but they're normally slightly smaller scale. But um, like the one, I think the one that, Um, you potentially are going to, Adam, and the one that I'm going to, the London Film and Comic-Con in July. Yeah. Um, If you look at some of the names there, um, Michael J. Fox, uh, Neve Campbell, Christopher Lloyd, uh, David Bradley's there. Um, Yeah, I'd love to meet David Bradley. Yeah. uh, Carice Houghton from Game of Thrones, um, Charles Dance from Game of Thrones. Uh, You've got McCoy and... Uh, Colin, Colin must be there. Colin Baker's there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've got loads of like real big name people there, um, and a few of those, few of those names in terms of, um, don't know how you put it really, in terms of fame. I'm, I don't really know what other level to say, but some names there that are a lot bigger than Peter Capaldi and Jenna Coleman. You're like worldwide global household names. And, yeah. I know, and I know doctor who is is there already or, or or is getting there, but you know some of the people at this convention are you know a lot a lot larger in terms of their global fame, so there's no reason why the cast of Doctor Who couldn't appear at one of these
0: I was just looking actually to look, see what the price is so if you want a Christopher Lloyd autograph, um, it's thirty five pounds yeah which is quite a lot it is um, and I think I know when some of the Star Wars guys there they vary like um Carrie Fisher did some um maybe a couple of years ago and there was 60 pound an autograph which i thought was a bit steep um <laughs> but yeah I, I what i would like to see i mean i was thinking back to the 50th you know when they did the the convention at the xl in london for the uh, day of the doctor for the well for the 50th anniversary sorry yeah i yeah, mean that was yeah. such a great day uh, i think was it it must have been over a couple of days it must have been the weekend
1: it was it was yeah the weekend yeah
0: yeah and it was fantastic it was you know the organisation, yeah, okay, could have been better, but you know it's the first sort of major event that they've sort of done for some time, so it could have been a lot worse as well. So, but it was such a great weekend, um, and you know if they can sell out two days for that, you know I'm sure they could do do it. You know even if it was just one day, I'm sure the I'm sure the um, the audience is there. Let's put it that way. Oh, of I'm sure people yeah. would be up for it as long as they they would re- you know reasonable with the prices. And don't don't go down that Sherlock Road, because I would have loved to have gone to that Sherlock convention, which was an official BBC convention, but there was no way I was paying those prices.
1: Oh, I read you. Yeah. It was like a couple of
0: yep. hundred quid, mm-hmm. minimum.
1: No, no way. <sighs> so. Anyway,
0: that's, yeah.
1: That's our, yeah, our little rant about that news item, but it would just would be nice to have those guys up here. Seeing as our money pays the TV licence... Yeah. Which in turn pays to make the show. I know you've probably you've probably heard that from people loads of times. Oh, yeah, the Brits moaning on. But, yeah. Anyways, it's a good thing.
0: Yeah. It's I'm just thing. looking at the picture, the, the official BBC picture actually is quite funny because they, they've got like Capaldi and uh, Jenna, obviously, and, and Michelle Gomez. And then they've kind of put the poor on off of the background. And it's a really, he looks really peed off in the picture, doesn't he? And the official, they're coming. You when, know, when really does like he looks really like Grumpy. uh I kind of, I kind of like the moth. He's just such a grumpy old s- stick, <laughs> <laughs> an old stick, yeah, a grumpy old stick. But anyway, yeah, it's 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 great news, but it's also um, inf- infuriating.
1: It's bittersweet.
0: Yeah, it's bittersweet. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Let's go on. Uh, so there's there's loads of Doctor Who books out there, but there's another book coming out, and I, I have to say, this one sounds pretty decent actually. It's called um, Doctor Who Impossible Worlds, uh, a 50 year treasury of art and design uh, by Stephen Nichols and Stephen Nicholas, sorry, and Mike Tucker, who's a bit of a legend. Um, And reading into this, it's kind of a like behind the scenes tour of sets, costumes, aliens, planets, weapons, all this sort of thing. But it sounds like it's going to show how things have evolved. From yeah. what I can tell, because this comes out in October, I think.
1: Yes, it does. Um, yeah. I'm
0: not sure if this is the final cover for it uh, that we're looking at, but it's um, yeah, it's pretty sort of simple but quite effective. Uh, but it just sounds quite interesting because it's going to sort of show you how, like for example, there's going to be well, they always say this, but they, they say there's lots of rare photos, unseen, um, and they're going to look into the evolution of the TARDIS set, which I always like. I mean, I, I love the interior of the TARDIS, um, so. Yeah, I don't know. It just sounds like a pretty cool book, actually.
1: It does, yeah. And I picked this because there's, there's, you know, frequently a lot of Doctor Who books get published throughout the year. Oh, yeah. And, and I picked this one out because it ticks all of my boxes, really, because um, I do design and graphic design for a living. This it is my cup of tea, and I'm pretty sure that um, a lot of our listeners will love this stuff as well because um, it does go back right to the beginning and look at – how everything has evolved over time, so like you say, the sets, um and apparently it's going to have loads of trivia in there as well, and information that was not has not become to light yet about behind the scenes and stuff like that, so I think this book's going to be awesome.
0: yeah, I think so it doesn't say um I don't know if it's going to be like the vault size book or or what because there's no indication of price at the minute, so it's difficult to gauge sort of what sort of you know whether it's going to be hardback or what. But, yeah, it does. It sounds like the actual content of it
1: sounds sounds really cool. I think it's going to be quite a big... Actually, I've got the dimensions here. Oh, you have? Yeah. Um, it's. I think it's going to be quite a bulky. Let's have a look. Um, I would
0: imagine it's going to be bulky from what they're covering, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah it's nine inches high by... No, it's not right. <laughs> nine inches... Yeah, nine inches high, 6.6 inches across, so whatever that is. Right. Um, have you got
0: any idea of price? um
1: Well, its pre-order price is twenty eight quid.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, it's a little bit more than I was hoping.
1: So, uh, I think it's going to be a chocker block full of stuff. Book. it's not That price be. will
0: come down. That'll yeah, of come course down. it will.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it does look like a cool book, though. Yeah, it does. I was just
0: thinking about actually when I bought the Vault, how quickly that price came down because the Vault. If you got the the Vault, the Vault.
1: I have, and I'm it's not going to tell. a great book, isn't it? I'm not well, going to tell you what I paid for it.
0: Did you get it for a fiver? I did. You did, yeah. Sorry, I, mate. No, no, I, I didn't actually pay full price. I I didn't get it for a fiver. Um, but I remember I, I didn't I didn't pay the the full price for it. I was quite pleased with the price I paid, but I can't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, again, it, the price just went down ridiculously quick on that yeah. book. And it's a it's a great book. And a fiver, wow! If 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 anyone out there sees it, just get it. It's a great book, isn't it?
1: It's awesome. The vault. I love the vault. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Moving on, lastly for news, mm. um, talking about global reach and Doctor Who going international, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's now started broadcasting in India. Yes. Um, which is very cool because I hadn't heard about this before. But, no. Yeah, apparently it started um, broadcasting on the 15th of May um, on the FX channel in India. Starting with Rose, obviously because it's the newer stuff since yeah. 2005. Um, but uh, I think bro- I think um, I read that Sherlock has been broadcast there.
0: Oh, right. Um, I know uh, Mark Gattis did a message for it, but I haven't seen it. He did like a special message, didn't he, that he yeah. sent FX in India. That's right, uh, yeah.
1: I haven't seen it, unfortunately. Yeah. So um, there's no gripes with this one. This is very cool
0: yeah i know great great to see Doctor Who just branching out even further and further and further it's brilliant
1: yeah because i think it's um it's it's really popular in like um, obviously the uk um the us and i think it's it's getting really really popular down under as well um australia new zealand i think those guys hmm. um i think it's really that's really taken off down there yeah um, it's funny
0: i always i always just assume doctor who's everywhere in it i sort of forget you know, that, it, that it's not, do you know what I mean? So I'm quite surprised really sometimes when I see, you know, like you said about Australia, that it's getting big there. I just always assume that Doctor Who's global. I, you know, forget that it's, it's not. If you know what yeah, I mean?
1: Yeah. Um, and I think obviously in Canada as well. Oh yeah. Because where I had my little mini who when I was on holiday there. Yes. <laughs> on the, um, they had this really cool channel called Space. Such a good channel. And they had like a little mini Doctor Who um, show in between each episode where well, it's just a, a two guys and this girl just on this TARDIS coloured sofa with all this <laughs> memorabilia in the background and they were just talking about and I tell you what I just, it really got me into it you know it really did like having that stuff yeah. being talked about and so anyway um, the the guys in India you know now treated to Doctor Who which is really good
0: Very nice. Are you still watching it on um, Horror Channel by the way? Um
1: mm, they're still being be- recorded. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was just going to say, you recording them to have a, um, you know, like a box set, though. Yes, yeah, that's <laughs> what exactly. A box set that'll be. <laughs>
1: Bloody hell! Yeah, it's um, yeah. but that's cool though because, um, I think you mentioned it at one point that it's something quite cool about watching Who on the TV. There is. You know? I
0: don't know why. It's a bit like when you know, if somebody says, "Oh, you got to watch this film," and they lend you a DVD. And for whatever reason, you just never want to watch it, do you? If someone says, <laughs> you've got to watch this, and yeah, yeah, great. And you put it on the side, and it only ever goes on as a last resort, and then you normally end up loving it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, there's something about Dot Two just being on the TV live, <laughs> even though you've got them all on, on DVD. I don't know. Yeah, even I've yeah. even got them. I just love sitting there and having it on the actual. Tel- I think it's because you sort of think you're watching it with everyone else. It's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's a bit yeah. like if you watch the soaps. I mean, I don't watch any of the soaps, but if you're watching them and you know everyone else is watching them, you then sort of can talk about what you've just seen. It's that sort of thing rather than just sitting and watching a DVD on your own. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, lo- I love the fact it's, it's on TV. Cool. My partner, not so much. But no. Yeah, I do. How you?
1: Uh, That's going to wrap for news, buddy. Mm. Um, Adam? Yes? What are we reviewing this week?
0: Well, it's uh, 11th Doctor's Story this week, and it's The Lodger. I want you to
1: go. You can have this back and all. What have I done? For a start, talking to a cat. Lots of people talk to cats. And everybody loves you, and you're better at football than me, and my job, and now Sophie's all, oh, monkeys, monkeys, and then... There's that. It's art. A statement on modern society. Ooh, ain't modern society awful? <clears throat> Me and you, it's not going to work out. You've only been here three days. It'd be the three weirdest days of my life. Your days will get a lot weirder if I go. What, it was good, weird. It's not. It's bad, weird. I can't do this anymore. Right, I can't leave this place. I'm like you. I can't see the point of anywhere else. Madrid? Ha! What a dump. I have to stay. No, you don't. You have to leave. I can't go. Just get out. Right. right. Only way. I'm going to show you something, but shh. Really, shh. Oh, I'm gonna regret this. Okay, right, first, general background. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Ah. You're a... Yes. From... You've got a... Shhh. Yes. Eleventh. Right, okay. Specific detail. Yeah. Hey man. saw my ad in the paper shop window yes with this right above it which is odd because Amy hasn't written it yet time travel it can happen that's a scanner you've used non-technological technology of Lamistine mm. <laughs> 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 what's that cartoony like got his hand over his mouth and he's trying to speak
0: oh I see right <laughs> with you. I, lo- I like the doctor talking to the cat
1: <laughs> yeah
0: this is fun not so not so sure about the headbutting bit, which yeah. uh, which is what's going on in that little scene, isn't it where he's passing his memories to him via <laughs> headbutts so I was a bit like, what yeah <laughs> anyway,
1: anyways, the lodger um so Gareth Roberts wrote this one based mm-hmm. on um his comic book strip, apparently, yes, uh back in twenty ten um June, this one um raked in. A reasonable six and a half million viewers. Mm. Um, the least watched episode of Series 5.
0: Really? Because mm-hmm. this is uh, just before the big two-part finale, wasn't it, of Matt's first the p- series?
1: Pandorica. Yeah.
0: It doesn't yeah. really lead into the movie, does it? It's kind of a standalone episode before those two, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. it's. Um, yeah, It doesn't lead on to that at all, does it? I don't think.
0: Not really, No. Yeah. no. Apart from there's the bit at the end where... She's got like a ring in it, and I couldn't even remember what that was all about. I was a bit thrown by that that bit at the very end. you know she's got like a, is it a, what, the wedding ring? I've, I've just forgotten what yeah. what was going on there. Yeah:
1: yeah, so it doesn't really lead into it into it, but it's a it's a little nugget, I guess. Mm. But, so it's a bit of a strange one, this isn't it? It is a strange one it's uh it's one that it's one that potentially was could be really, really good. Which I think we say a lot about, you know, certain episodes from from the more modern Doctor Who stuff. Mm. Um, a great story, um, you know, some great ideas in there, um, and for the most part, um, it's not too bad. It's okay. Yeah. Um, it didn't. It's it's one of those episodes where when you're when you're looking through your collection, when you've got like an evening three. An evening free, and you're like, right, let's stick on, let's stick on a Matt Smith episode. And you're looking through; it's not one that you immediately reach for. No, you know, like a lot of these, um, it's almost a, it's almost a filler episode for me. Um, but there are a couple of elements that did save it, but on the whole, um, it's a bit of a, a serious filler, which is, I guess, why not many people were were bothered about watching it. I guess.
0: I think. Yeah, for me, it feels a bit half-baked.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you, you're right. It, there's some great stuff in there, but it kind of feels, to me, it feels a bit like a two-parter that's missing the second part. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Think. I, I think there's some. I think there's some really good stuff in there, but it just feels incomplete. It, it's, it's unsatisfying as an episode. Um, and it, you're, you're right. It could have been, could have been really good because what they've got to work through, is there but it's just Mm -hmm. not not doesn't quite come together um this one i mean just to sort of set the story so the tardis sort of throws the doctor out at the start doesn't it It can't land and amy's sort of trapped on board and the doctor goes and becomes the lodger at this guy's house uh, played by james corden Mm -hmm. um and there's this mysterious thing upstairs um which is sort of Killing people, I don't. Know, keeps luring people in, doesn't it, to the house, and and then they you never see them again. And the doctor sort of wants to know what's up there, and that's got something to do with the TARDIS not being able to land. Yes, yeah,
1: and might, yeah. that's it, and um, and that's
0: pretty much it, isn't it? And there's a sort of love story between with James Corden and um, Sophie. Sophie, yeah, um, he they love each other, but they won't say it. Yes. So the doctor sort of <laughs> inadvertently or whatever brings them together um so that's kind of in the mix as well
1: yeah that's pretty much it that's
0: pretty much it yeah so there's a lot of elements there um but it just yeah it just doesn't quite they don't come together
1: yeah and i was it's because of i think james Corden went down really well i think um the chemistry between him and matt smith was was reviewed quite well yeah and i like them together on screen i think they they work very well together I would agree with that, yeah. Yeah, their kind of timing's very good and um, you can tell that they're having a lot of fun as well.
0: Yeah, because I making. think not everybody loves... Uh, Corden's a bit of... Um, He's a bit Marmite, isn't he? Some people just don't take to him because he's got his own sort of style. He's, he tends to play similar sort of characters, so not everyone takes to James Corden, but I, I, I quite like him and I, and I do agree with you. I think he works really well, Matt Smith. I think they bounce off each other Quite nicely, and I think Matt Smith once again is great in it. Um, considering what he's given to work with, I think he really brings to life, you know, the scenes that he's in.
1: Absolutely, mate, and that's one yeah. of the things that I've got in my notes actually. That once again, um, it's down to Matt Smith to save the day. Yeah, um, because we've had this quite a few times now, um, not just in this series, but all of Matt Smith's run really, where. You, you can tell that an episode just doesn't have the legs um to be a to be a great episode and that could be for whatever reason whether it's the script the you know the way it's written or directed or if something's just letting it down it's not quite working but the performance that Matt's, that matt smith gives just you know brings it back up to a respectable score definitely and that's exactly what's happened on this one we've with James Corden as well. Like you say, it yeah. can be a bit Marmite, but um, mainly Matt Smith, but James as well. And um, yeah, I think it's... Um, so What? Let, let's identify what the, what the main issue is here then. So hmm. the elements, like you say, there's a lot of elements there. And like we've seen loads of times before, on paper, it's got the potential to be a great episode. Yeah. Um, but there's just something that's not quite... Do you know what it is? I think it might be that it's just... It, it feels like it's building up to something. For me, the episode—it feels like it's paced in a way that there, it's like mini, mini chunks of stuff going on, and it—it it feels like it's leading up to something. But then, when you get there, it's nothing. Quite important happens, and nothing. It doesn't really. I'm not sure. It—it seems like it's a building piece.
0: There's no payoff, is there? And there's no. There's no
1: yeah, exactly. There's no no payoff. conclusion. Yeah. Because uh, the conclusion is very, I don't know, it's kind of, once you've seen that last bit, you know before um, when he's out on the street and he can see um, the second floor yeah. from outside and then when the whole finale kind of has happened and that's now gone and you kind of think, oh, is that it sort of thing, you know, that's yes, yeah. that's like a very nice little tidy conclusion to it which is fair enough but it doesn't really it doesn't really do anything for you you finished the episode and you're like okay so that was it then
0: and also it feels quite padded because there's a bit where the doctor goes and plays football which must have been great for Matt Smith because he loves football in fact I think he he wanted to be a footballer didn't he until he had a injury or something but but yeah I mean you know it it reminded me a little bit (laughs) little bit of um black orchid well when we were saying about the cricket scene it was just sort of went on and although this didn't go on anywhere near as long as that it just slows down the story and it's quite fun to begin with because the doctor is just amazingly good at football and obviously craig's quite jealous of this and that's quite nice yeah but it again it just yeah you you're wanting the story to go on and i mean i think one of the biggest problems with it is that you've got all this stuff going on upstairs in this in this flat and to be fair, the beginning is quite creepy. Um, when it's sort of you know you got this voice going, help me or whatever, yeah, or the little yeah. girl, you know, and these things, you know, people getting killed. So it starts off pretty good, um, but the whole time you're just you're screaming at the doctor, just go up there. Do you know, I mean? <laughs> he's been so long faffing around and and building things and you know trying to suss out what's up there. And I know there's a re I know there's a plot point of why he doesn't. Just go up there, but it just yeah, it just it's just a frustrating part of the story, isn't it? You're just sort of thinking, oh, just go and see what it is. do you you think?
1: Do you think? Yeah, I I read you. It's because you kind of think as you're watching it, you're thinking, well, this isn't really like the Doctor too much to to kind of faff around for this long. Yeah, it
0: kind of there's nothing wrong with
1: that, but. I don't know. But also,
0: you were saying about the payoff because that's the thing. Because we spent so much of the episode of the Doctor wondering what's upstairs. When we do finally go up there, the initial thing is brilliant. I remember the first time I watched this, like that he gets up there and somebody is trying to build a TARDIS. Now, when they finally revealed that, I was like, oh, "What? Wow! What's going on?" And then that's it. We we never find. Well, do we ever find out who is it supposed to be? The Silence. I, we don't get any answer to that in this episode which no. I find really frustrating. I found it frustrating. I find it frustrating now. So somebody's building a TARDIS, you know, on the second floor of this house, which actually doesn't exist. It's actually a spaceship, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so I don't know. It's just, it's all very unsatisfying because the whole episode is built around the doctor, you know, going upstairs and finally confronting whatever's up there. And when he does get up there, nothing happens. But it's it, again, it's a brilliant idea that somebody's building a TARDIS up there. But they yeah. do nothing with it, and I think that's another reason. It's just very unsatisfying.
1: Yeah, and I, I did, I did really like the the early scenes where, um, you couldn't see the 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 holographic, you know, you had the holographic figures like the little girl, and yeah, you couldn't see their faces, and I, I found that really, really creepy. Yeah, I really did like that. That was very cool. The 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 creepiness of it, but that didn't lead to anything either. It, you know, it was they could have had like some really cool monsters involved in this one and it yeah. could have been a much bigger threat and a lot more creepier. But, um, it's almost like they set the scene up or they set the story up really well. Um, cause it's all very sinister and also, um, like the really huge dark stain that appears on the ceiling. That yeah. looks kind of nasty. And you think, wow, it must be because even if they, um, um, they think that it's just like a, a plumbing leak or something. Mm. As a viewer, you know that something a bit more untoward is happening up there. So yeah. that, that could have been something quite nasty and creepy. But yeah, it just it just doesn't lead to that satisfying conclusion, does it?
0: No, that's right. And I mean, you're right. There's some really good dark bits in it. Um, and there's some, it is balanced. And this is one thing Gareth Roberts does well. He does balance it with some great humour, like the bit with the, you know the doctor when he gets the um, <laughs> when he's uh, he goes for the, t- the the sonic screwdriver. He's having the showers. He goes to the sonic and he grabs the toothbrush and and all that. You know that's a nice little scene It uh, works quite well. But and and the, again the interaction between him and Craig James Corden. You know there's some really good lines and mm-hmm. and nice stuff going on there. So that's that that works well. But yeah, just as a whole, it it just falls flat. I do, I do quite like. um I do quite like Sophie. I I recognise the actress um from lots of things. She's one of these one of these uh, people that pops up uh but I know, don't know her name. But the woman who plays Sophie she's is Sophie isn't it?
1: Yeah Daisy Haggard.
0: Yeah she's, mm-hmm. she's she's pretty she's pretty good and a good sort of match for, for Corden as well. Yeah she's quite um, funny. Yeah. I mean there's you sort of have to take some of Gareth Robert's stuff for tongue in cheek. I mean the bit where the doc where the doctor gets Craig's job is quite quite funny when Craig turns up and the doctor's just there doing his job. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that could never happen. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But but it, it is quite amusing. So I, I think the humour works well in it. So, you know, trying to find a positive here. I think the, the humour in it is pretty good.
1: Yes. And there, there is quite a nice element running through this episode, which, mm. uh, which was quite cool for me, which was um, how the doctor kind of tries to slip into human life and, yeah. you know, how he how he looks upon a, a, an average person's day-to-day life so um it is quite cool like the like you say how he how he goes along to craig's um football club and has a kick around which is a bit like the black orchid cricket scene i guess yeah um, and it's
0: quite nice how he brings um sophie and craig together isn't it i mean he's sort of Saying to, you know, what's keeping you here? Why are you Mr. Sofa Man? That's quite nice. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's got a nice little charm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, also when he's at the call centre as well, which is quite funny. Um, Yeah. And like you say, how he brings them both together because they're in that kind of very, you know, platonic from the outside. You Once know, again, a love shy. saves
0: uh, it's a kiss, isn't it? That sort of saves the day, yeah. which has it's been done a little bit too much in Doctor Who, I think. You know, sort of love overrules because oh, okay. it's such it's a bit of a get out, don't you think? Like, you know, the whole um, I mean, I like the fact that he's he doesn't want to leave, so that him touching it would sort of cancel out, you know, the, the, the ship taking off. That's quite a nice idea, but the yeah. whole sort of kiss and love thing,
1: <laughs> it's yeah. too soppy,
0: yeah, it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit soppy, but um, I wanted to talk a bit bit about the music as well because we we've obviously just been to the symphonic now what's going on with the music in this episode because it is so over the top i mean it's like there's a it's like there's a big band in the room it's like you get everything the case everything in the clean the kitchen sink like there's a bit it's almost comical i mean it's not bad don't get me wrong the music's still good but it's really really loud and blaring out like there's a bit where craig touches the mold isn't there yeah, and the music's going insane. It's like it's like they're desperately trying to add some tension or drama or something into the episode. It's just mental. I don't know if you picked up on it, but I was just thinking he's like he's just touching a wall and the music's going down, 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 down. It's going absolutely mental. Yeah, I've I've had that. It's like Murray Gold had had a couple of Red Bulls when he went into studio that day.
1: <laughs> well, I think it might be the mix because I've had that where the first time I watched it, I just watched it on um just through my tv tv speaker so everything was mixed down mm. just to stereo and i did find that that was the case yeah but the second time I, when i watched it the other day i watched it through my surround system and i did have that actually where the the vocal uh, track was quite low and oh, the yeah. music and everything else is really loud on this one so i, I do get what you mean um so some might argue it's not a bad thing. The Murray Gold stuff is very good, but it doesn't. It is a bit over. It's a bit overpowering. You are right.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't mean just sort of in terms of volume though. But I mean the actual. It's really, really dramatic. Yes. But for yeah. a very undramatic scene, um, and there's <laughs> there's quite a few bits in this. So I think it's where they were just sort of trying to build up the episode. I mean. It's, it works, it's, it's nothing wrong with it, it still works really well, but it just sort of struck me as quite comical at times, you know, it's like someone's walking up the stairs and it's going, da-da-da-da, it's going mental and it's just someone walking up the stairs, you know, if they'd have overlaid another track on it, it would have been sort of like totally different, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's still it's, it's still good. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I think, I do think Matt, Matt Smith, um I kind of got annoyed with, when he took over, he got you know, so many sort of tenant fans and that just didn't take to him and, you know, oh, I don't like the new guy, I don't I think Matt Smith is superb as the doctor, even when he's given like stuff like this. Like like we said earlier, he he's working his socks off. You know, he's yep. he really gives it 110 percent And you're absolutely right, he really does bring it up. Um, what could be a very, very average episode, he does bring it up to being a reasonable episode, I think.
1: Yes. I love Matt Smith. Especially um in these episodes where the script isn't great and the story, although could be great, doesn't really get going. Yeah. He, um, yeah, he just, he just knocks it out of the park. Why
0: does the doctor struggle to the one thing It's quite charming. And again, it is sort of humorous, but the doctors, there's a lot of humor in this where the doctor's trying to be human. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't know what football is. And, um, what's the other thing? Doesn't know what money is. And I don't know, there's lots of things where he's almost, it's almost as if his memory's been wiped. And I was thinking, the doctor's like, you know, 900 years old or whatever, or he's supposed to be at this point. And, you know, he's fairly familiar with the human race. I'm pretty sure he would know what football is. Cause at one point he's saying, oh, that's the one with the bats, isn't it? And it's, it's all very well in a humorous sense. But I was sort of thinking, I don't know, the doctor seems to have suddenly gone really stupid. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. To, to try and be human. Yeah. There's loads of little lines where he's sort of, Saying silly things, questioning, you know, trying to trying to fit in, um, and it's yeah, it works in a human way. But you know, the Doctor's sort of been around humours long enough. I'm pretty sure he might have come across football somewhere along his travels.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if it was written that way purposefully. Yeah. Um, to try and make him a bit more less, um, not threatening, but a bit more less kind of full on in, yeah. in his trying to get in with Craig and his life and stuff. Um, or if genuinely, you know, the doctor doesn't know what or didn't know what football was because he certainly knows what cricket is. He does. And again, um,
0: Smith does it well. He's quite good at playing those those sort of quirky humour bits, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Well, uh, we don't get to see much of Amy in this. She's pretty much trapped in the TARDIS um, for the whole story, isn't she? The, the,
1: the whole ship. thing. Pretty much. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So we don't really get to see much of it. There is a nice bit where he says something about the TARDIS going into a. Cataclysmic, something around, <laughs> I don't know. And she's like, "Could that actually happen?" And he's like, "Um, oh yeah." <laughs> you know, there's again, that's you know, Matt just being brilliant at the Doctor. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, yeah, it's a companion light episode, and yeah, just to touch on the alien thing. Yeah, it's definitely got something to do with the silence because, um, when they do finally go up onto the second floor, and they step inside the spaceship. It's the same. They've actually got that set at the Doctor Who Experience in Cardiff. Yeah, yes. And they've got the silence on that set, and also, ah, um, it's the same uh, spaceship interior that's in the Impossible Astronaut. Yeah, you know, that's River right. Song uncovers it. So is um, it?
0: Is yeah. it them? Is supposed because is this is a bit I don't get. Is it supposed to be an aliens trapped there and they're just they just want to escape or I don't really get what's going on there um, they're building a TARDIS to
1: get off the planet what's what's happening
0: I, don't, I just don't get it
1: yeah I'm not sure no um
0: but well, i we're assuming it's the silence though yeah
1: well I don't know because we don't see them at all
0: no. as the
1: silence and we don't there's no reference to them as the silence but
0: because we hadn't seen them up to this point obviously they didn't come into it till the next series the next go? series yeah so yeah. um
1: you know, so we don't see them as that. However, the interior is the Silence Spaceship, so yeah, we can only assume that it's part of the order of the Silence. Right. Not sure okay. if that's hundred mm-hmm. percent sure, but no,
0: no. Well, that's that's what I'm, I'm going to go with. I mean, this it frustrated me at the time that this wasn't answered; it was left hanging, and it and it's still frustrating now because I don't know. I don't like things being
1: left like that. But you, completest you.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, we'll go with that. We'll assume it's the silence, but I just don't know how that actually fits in with what's going on in the rest of the story, like them trying to launch their ship or whatever they're doing anyway. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Scores. Right. Whose turn is it this week to go first? I'm not sure, actually. I think it's me. I think it's you. Yeah. Um, Right, the lodger. Uh, I'm going to go with a 6.5. Well, wow, would you believe it? So am
0: I. Ugh. No, yeah, that's exactly what I've written. Yep. i put um, some nice moments. Overall unsatisfying. Feels like half a story. 6.5 out of 10.
1: Okay. My notes consist of um, <laughs> uh, potentially good story, mm. uh, some great humour, good chemistry, um, but kind of falls flat. Matt Smith, brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: It does make me want to watch... Um, closing time actually because when we said when we said last week we were reviewing the lodger i don't know why but in my head i was thinking we were watching closing time because you remember (laughs) i said i remember nothing about it yeah i was thinking of closing time like i do remember i I did remember quite a lot of this one um so but but i do really like Corden and smith together and I might watch uh, Closing Time, actually, even though I don't remember thinking it was very good. But I literally can't remember anything about Closing Time at all. Um, so this this did make me want to sort of see more of Smith and, and uh, Craig together.
1: Yes. Is what I'm saying. They yeah. are good. They are good. Yeah. yeah. So what did
0: our listeners think?
1: Uh, I've just got a quick, um, quick couple just from Twitter. Uh, George Garrity, uh, Twitter name at G underscore unit 91. Uh, He's put, I feel that I'm the only one who likes this episode, Um, but I love the petty humour, the character of Craig, and how human that this episode makes the Doctor feel. Um, Though there is no villain, the threat of the ship is really strong. He gives it 8 out of 10. Okay. Cheers, George. Um, And in Facebook, um, I've got quite a few on here, so I'm just going to pick out a few. Um, The Who Alex Review guys, this is Matt. Uh, it's not the worst story ever, but it's far from the best. Seeing the Doctor trying to be human is always funny, and Craig is a very likeable character. Um, but, the other, but other than that, there's nothing memorable about this story. It's simply a filler. Um, but it wasn't good by any means. It wasn't bad either. Five out of ten. Uh, loopy Land. Hi, Louise. Uh, it was fun seeing the alienness of the Doctor in a very human environment, but I hated the Doctor playing football. Uh, <laughs> it just didn't fit the 11th Doctor's character in her opinions. Five out of ten. Uh, Ben Smith, I hate it. (laughs) It's more of an unfunny sitcom than Doctor Who. Uh, The monster is stupid and the resolution is dire. One of the worst episodes of Doctor Who. And to make matters worse, Roberts has repeated the same story twice now. Um, It should be easy for the Doctor to pass as a human, so the entire premise is ludicrous. Zero out of ten. Oh, wow. Holy moly. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I do. I do. I I wouldn't go that far. I do know what it means about the human thing. Now that bugged me. Like, why does the doctor suddenly not know But anyway, yeah.
1: Cheers, Ben. Um, Cheers, Ben. Go and have a lie down after that. Uh, <laughs> Kira Knight. Um, I'm all for space adventures. Um, uh, sorry, I'm more for space adventures than Robert's recent light-hearted stuff, but I found it quite enjoyable. Um, he gave it six out of ten. Greg Toby really like this one. In fact, my favourite st- story from Series Five. He gave it a nine out of ten. Uh, hashtag bring back Craig uh, Matthew Gibson Duxbury uh, thinks it's an okay episode um, uh, like how it's uh, one of the most darkest episode before the finale good humour um, pushes the overall series narrative with the cracks etc. 7 out of 10 uh, Stuart Stockwin it's an average episode at best uh, somehow managed to enjoy this episode even though there's not really any action anywhere um Craig doesn't grow on him until closing time. Um, he did like the football scene and the cracking time at the end leads on to the finale, which I guess that is the lead on, I guess. Uh, five out of ten. Yeah. Devin Baker, the difference between this and Vincent and the Doctor is mind-blowing. Um, Vincent and the Doctor was great. This was meh. Uh, Vincent was dark. And this was sitcomy, which mm. we mentioned before. Um and lastly, Jackson Castillo. When I first watched this episode, I loved it, but now I can't really give it more than six point five. Just feels very ordinary. James Corden is great, but there was never really anything special about it. it never really gets going. A bit of a filler. Um, great to see a doctor in the real world, though. Yeah. Some fair comments, though.
0: Some fair ones. Um, I've got our friend, uh, uh, Cousins, uh, who's written in, uh, under his name, Callum. Uh, he says he really likes The Lodger. It's one of his favourites from Series 5. Uh, and the best of Craig, hope Craig will come back. He's given it um, 7 out of 10. Okay. So he quite likes that one. Uh, I think had a few people say it's a favourite Series 5, which really surprised me. Um, right. Unfortunately, the rest of the comments won't load. Um, <laughs> ah, that's okay. okay. Sorry about that. Um, okay, well, if you want to see the rest of them, sorry about this, guys. I would normally read your comments, but they won't load for me. But if you want to see the rest of these, just jump on some of the Geek Soundbag face. Oh, they've loaded. Okay, I'll quickly read them. Um, right, we had, well, Finn Walsh. Sorry, I hope I'm saying your name right. Um, <laughs> it's F- I- We're not very good with names. It's spelled F-I-O-N-N. I mean, I talked to Finn quite a lot about Dot 2. Is that how you say it? Finn? Fion? Finn? Finn Walsh? How would you say it? Um, F-I-O-N-N. Fionn? Fionn. Fion. Fion. Fion um, maybe. Yeah, tell us how to spell it. We, we, we're uh, getting quite famous for <laughs> mispronouncing people. Anyway, he really liked this episode. Probably favourite Series 5, so another one. I uh, especially like the football bits because I love football. Oh, yes, I remember he likes football. Good story, 8.5 out of 10. Uh, okay. Uh, talking to names that we get wrong, uh, Jonas Sorensen. Sorensen. So I said, oh, God. <laughs> uh, he says, I've recently enjoyed re-watching this episode. I really love the Doctor's attempts, the human, and Gre- uh, Greg is fantastic. I think he means Craig is fantastic. Great little in-between story. This is a 7.5 out of 10 for me. Okay. Uh, Thomas Andrew Evans, our competition winner. He says, definitely my favorite. Yes, yeah, see, another one. Definitely my favorite of series five. Matt Smith was brilliant in it, and so was James Corden. However, some parts of my opinion... Were very slow and boring and it's given it a seven point no a seven out of uh, ten uh <laughs> michaela ella oh my goodness me hills and saucer <laughs> <laughs> oh michaela i um, sorry that's not right but she says she loves this episode so funny um, do you think people are changing their names on purpose to, to be to just to throw us? Uh, Dean Jones—that's a name I can pronounce. A decent story from Series Five. Matt Smith excels at the comedy in this one. Smith and Corden have great chemistry together. The plot is okay, but nothing special. Uh, the threat became less interesting towards the end due to the repetitive nature of the deaths. Yes, six out of ten. Another competition winner here, Gary Will Lloyd. Uh, oh. Great story and one of the few Moffat stories that he likes. Not really, well, I'm not really a Moffat one, but I know what he means. Uh, the Geeks Cave, I'm just going to s- give you a shout out because you left us a really, really long comment and you make some great points, but um, it literally would take me about five minutes to read out. So if you want to see Geeks Caves, brilliant comment, look at the Facebook. Uh, he just basically saying it's a truly entertaining episode um, and he's given it a six point. Oh, no, sorry, he's given it a nine out of ten. Whoa. Um, Harry Westergaard. Hey, he's, Harry. Uh, Some fun moments and mildly interesting ideas, but a fairly standard money-saving episode with some good performances. From Smith and Corden, I actually prefer Closing Time, despite its misuse of the Cybermen. Kai McNamee, got that one right. (laughs) A funny little adventure, Gareth Roberts' trademark story, some charming characters, witty lines of dialogue. Smith and James work well together, a nice adventure you can stick it on if you want to kill 45 minutes, 7 out of 10. Callum Johnson, uh, this may be my favourite from Matt Smith era. Callum, as I love everything in this episode, the Doctor trying to be human is great. Craig is a great character, and the comedy level is perfect. Um, also, you can't go wrong with James Corden, so he's given it 10 out of 10. me cool and uh yeah i just i just want to i feel a little bit bad for not reading geese cave's comments so i'm just going to give you a little bit more of that basically he's saying um he, he loves the human it loves the bit with the toothbrush scene overall a very good story and it's no surprise that craig was back for series six so yeah so pretty quite a bit of love there gary for this story
1: yeah i was going to say i don't think we've ever had ever had that much of a um a difference really we've gone from zero out of ten to the maximum 10 out of 10 from people
0: which is quite remarkable yeah and i just i'm surprised that's two no three four people said it's their favorite from series five or favorite matt smith now that really does surprise me because although matt's got some clunkers in his era i would never put this as one of the best i think i think he's got some great episodes smith um, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put this out there, but you know, great,
1: great, great, great that some people will like this one. Each to their own. Absolutely. Um, so well, wow well, thank you so much, guys, for getting in touch. I'd love to read out all of your comments fully, but um, you guys are flooding us with the comments at the moment, which is absolutely fantastic. But yeah, just it is. Haven't got time to read them all, but thank you so much. Keep um, uh, keep uh, jumping on Facebook and Twitter and giving us those. That's awesome. What we doing next week, dude?
0: Next week, where's a baker? I can't get my de- my voice low enough for baker, yeah. but it's uh, Tom Baker. I just go into uh, the guy from visitation, um, <laughs> <laughs> the plague yeah. It's uh, anyway, yeah, sorry. Next week, we are doing the city of death or city of death. And there is no the city of death, yeah, Tom Baker's story. Um, yeah, we're off to Paris. Yeah, have you seen this one? I haven't, so you're coming out fresh. Ah, oh, fresh.
1: Wow. I've got it ready to go.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what you you make of this one.
1: I'm looking forward Baker. to Baker. Yeah, we haven't done a Baker one, have we, for a while? Mm, not in ages. The last
0: Tom Baker robot, one, I think, was robot. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it's we really good to see see Tom. But, yeah. And Lala, I think they were just about to get married around this time in real no. life, not the Doctor, no, and <laughs> this is way before love uh, love got involved in <laughs> Doctor Who uh, on screen, anyway. On yeah. Yeah, so yeah, seat of Death next week.
1: Yeah, so look out for the Facebook and Twitter posts for those. So uh, please jump on and give us your comments on that. That'd be awesome. And I think we are done, mate, for 43.
0: I think we are.
1: So that is forty-three in the bag. Um, sorry if we've ranted a little bit on this one. <laughs> we um, we have our our things that grind our gears just like the rest of you guys. Yeah. Um, so apologies, but we don't want to end on a on a on a bum note. It's um, the stuff that we've ranted about is also very cool, very good. So um, don't don't come away thinking like, oh man. Doctor Who sucks. He's going and, you know, it's all, it's all great <laughs> stuff. <laughs> it's all good. Um, right, so, com, uh, sorry, trivia winners for last week. Uh, we asked you, what is the name of the impossible planet? And the answer is Crop Croptor. And uh, Callum Johnson uh, on Twitter. Uh, great podcast, guys. The answer to your question is Crop Croptor. You got that right. Very well done. Well done, Callum. Yeah, and... Um, Yanto Williams. Um, the name of the impossible Planet in the Doctor who episode *Idiots Lantern* and the, ah. sa- and the *Satan Pit* was Crop I- Tor.
0: Excellent.
1: Yes. So well done on that one. Next, uh, sorry, next week's question or this week's question to answer next week is as follows: um, Who was the only Doctor since its first appearance to never use the sonic screwdriver? Mm. Was it A. Colin Baker B. William Hartnell C. Patrick Troughton or D. Christopher Eccleston Who was the only Doctor since its first appearance to never use the sonic screwdriver Colin Baker, William Hartnell Patrick Troughton or Christopher Eccleston uh, So jump onto our Facebook or Twitter and fire us the answer and we'll read the correct ones out mm. Yay. I was thinking yes well okay interesting really interesting
0: mm, there's a there's a doctor i've got in mind that i can't remember using it and i'm trying to think if he did because it's not one of the ones you've put on the list
1: <laughs> okay
0: i'm trying to think no i'm not gonna say it we'll talk about <laughs> it next week
1: yeah so as we said thank you very much for jumping on and giving us your thoughts and opinions we love it when you guys do that so please continue to do so Subscribe to the show on iTunes. Just do a search for Big Blue Box Podcast or jump onto the website, bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can link off to Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, Be sure to check out Adam's YouTube channel, The Geek's Handbag.
0: Yeah, new video out this Saturday. Yay. With some eBay titans that I've paid way over the odds for. So (laughs) do do enjoy having a look at those. (laughs) Coolio. Yeah, they're cool.
1: Cool. We will see you next time for episode forty-four. Until then, my name's Gary, and my name's Adam. And until then, Alonzi.